Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Keep the Line Moving, the podcast designed to talk about leadership, life, and inspiration. I am your host, Chris Gargano, and our topic this week in the final episode of season one is reflection. That's right. We're going to hit leadership topics, and we're going to bring on many of the guests that were part of season one of Keep the Line Moving. We started off with listening, a very popular topic throughout the entire year here on the show. And here's who you will hear from. Tremendous guests in Dr. Bree Newland of NYU, Cynthia Freeland of the NFL Network, JT The Brick, the nationally syndicated sports talk show host, Raven Jemison, a senior executive with the Milwaukee Bucks, and Dr. Bob Turner, who specializes in leadership. Let's go to the topic, listening. Be a good listener. Listening and observing are, are probably undersold. If you're a good listener, you hear things that aren't often said. You know, if you listen and, and pay attention, you learn so much about people and how to work better with them, what, do, what drives them. And I think that's so important because if you don't understand motivating, what motivates people, then it becomes very difficult to to be a strong leader. Like listen more than you. What is the thing? Like you've got two ears and one mouth, right? Listen more than you speak, right? Like the at the end of the day, it's been interesting because I know I speak for a living and like to speak and or write or I communicate for a living and like have the humility to know that you don't really know a lot and bringing people along your learning journey is actually far more like it's a way to connect with people and have empathy with people, like bring your expertise to the table. I'll bring mine. We all can share in our expertise together. It was very important just to listen. That's a big attribute with leaders. They have to know how to solve problems, take people to the next level in their careers and in life. And you can't do that if you're bombastic and you don't listen. I think the one thing that I can say I've done in the last 25 years is I've evolved to be a better listener. Listening's hard. Because there are times where you don't want to listen. It took me a long time to do it because I'm a talker. But leadership is a great attribute. And the people who are the best leaders I've seen are also the best listeners. Uh, you know, I love that from Colin Powell about being people-centered. And to be a people-centered person means that we're going to have to have that learning posture, that we're willing to listen and learn from others. My philosophy, honestly, Chris, is to let folks do what they do, give them the resources to be able to do that. Listen, you know, I, I go back to my early sales days when my first boss said, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. I think that applies to sales. And I think that also applies to leadership. Um, if you're not listening to what your team needs, if you're not listening such that you can make the decision to again, put them in a position to be successful, you're already losing. Now we are on to self-awareness, and you will hear from men's basketball coach Josh Leffler. You will hear from author Karen Dillon and Dr. Andrew Campbell, leadership expert on the topic of self-awareness. As a leader, as a person, I'm evolving, you know, I, and, and I, I think understanding and being self-aware is really, really important. What are the traits of individuals who have worked with me best in the past? Uh, what are the things that maybe stick out as traits that have prevented people from working well with me in the past? What do I need to change to, to work best with more people in the future? But I think just being self-aware and understanding like, 
this this person's really talented, but I don't know if I'm going to work well with them every day. And I don't know if they're going to enjoy working with me every day. That's why micro stress is so insidious, really, is because they, when someone said to us, it's just life and it is just life. But when you kind of break down, what does that mean? What's happening to you? How, why are you exhausted every day? You know, they hadn't, it's the frog in the boiling water. They hadn't taken time to realize that the temperature was getting hotter and hotter till it was getting to be too late. So they were not self-aware of the stress they were under, at least at that kind of high intensity. One of our best people, super successful, but really had managed to not let micro stress in his life or big stress in his life derail him. He kind of had a really great balance. Like, he journals. He holds himself accountable by doing a personal journaling exercise every Sunday night. I burnt so so many bridges and so many, both personally and professionally, that I had to go back and really do um, some hard soul searching. Then I did a lot of journaling, a lot of meditation. One of the things I, I talk about leading self, leading others, and leading the community. And I use emotional intelligence to bridge that because we talk about it, but we don't talk about how to do it. I brought mindfulness and neuroscience and neural leadership into the self-awareness and the self-regulation. Uh, and when I did that, that's when my, my process started to change. And now it's on to relationships and the importance of developing relationships if you are going to lead people. We are going to hear from Dr. Annie Shadle of the New York Jets, Georgia O'Donohue from Atlanta FC, David Hollander, author and professor at NYU, and Scott Lakeham, the athletic director of the University of Portland. Yeah, I think building those relationships is really important. And even if we look to research, what's the secret to life and the meaning? What helps people live long in life? And it's actually the quality of relationships that that one has. I really work hard to be a compassionate person and be supportive, be kind, be good to people. And I think that that helps me to build those that trust in those relationships because I hope that the guys feel and I hope that our coaches feel and the organization feels that I'm genuinely here to help care for people and help support people. And that's like the work that I want to do. Relationships are everything. In this business, in any business, in life, relationships are everything. It is somebody to lean on, somebody to learn from, somebody to partner with, to accomplish something. That That is being on a team. I made a network at work just by being open and being you know, vulnerable to do that, putting yourself in, in situations you wouldn't normally, going to the happy hour where you may not know that many people. Um, and that that is how you will get through life, not just business, is building those relationships and having those people by your side. The thing that really made people the most powerful leaders at Google, what people used to call soft skills. I point this out in the very first chapter called cooperation, because what I'm trying to say is this kind of like really seeing each other up close and, and in a humanized way, that's a big deal. Those are the skills leaders are made of. And it, it can't happen on Zoom. Chat GPT is not going to do this for you. You really have to be able to read another person. And the way you do that is by being with other people. And the greatest leaders are able to have those micro communications that only human beings can have in the presence of one another. I think the other lesson that I, I share a lot from a leadership perspective is never take for granted any coworker relationship. I was offered a job to move from PR to fundraising um, by Mike Izzy. I remember going to Mike and said, 
it makes very little sense to move somebody from PR um, to fundraising. I remember him very vividly saying this. He's like, we've seen how you've built relationships with newspaper writers, TV folks, um, you name it in your industry. If you can build relationships like that in media relations, you will be very successful in development. And now we are on to the commitment to being a continuous learner and constantly developing yourself as a leader. We will hear from Steve D'Agostino, basketball guru, Kate Scott, the lead play-by-play broadcaster for the 76ers, and finally, Brandon Geyer, who owns and operates Major League Mindset. When I was a freshman, I was five foot three, uh, played JV my next year, sophomore year, I was five six played varsity as a five, six sophomore, you know, did all right. And, and when I was in ninth grade, I kind of committed myself. I'm like, I'm going to do something every day in order for myself to get better at basketball. So shooting, playing one-on-one, playing three-on-three, playing five-on-five, plyometrics, boxing, lifting, like there was some sort of like one or two or three of those things a day. Um, and I started to see growth. And by the time I was a senior, I was averaging 21 points a game. I look back sometimes, um, And I don't know what kept me going other than because, you know, this industry and so many industries, I know this isn't just broadcasting, but there's no ladder in broadcasting. In certain other industries, I'll use my wife's as an example. You come into an architecture firm as a junior designer or a junior architect. And if you work there for six months or a year, right, then you move up to architect or designer. And then if you keep getting better and get certain credentials, then you move up to senior architect and senior. But but you can see there's a ladder. In broadcasting, it's just, uh, I like to say, a giant oak tree with thousands of branches, and you kind of just grab onto one, and you try to climb out on it, and if you like what you see, maybe you try to climb up to the next one. Um, But I think that that's why it's so hard for me to answer what kept me going and why, because I never knew what was next, and I never knew if I was good enough or was in the right place at the right time. There's so many things that going into getting that next job in this industry. But if I try really hard to answer it, it's this sets my soul on fire. I love doing this so much. I feel so lucky to get to be one of the humans that is actually doing and getting paid for what they really love to do. I was not doing good. No colleges have talked to me, no scholarships, and more so than anything, just limiting myself, my emotions, my focus, my self-talk, my body language, my victim kind of mindset, holding myself back more than anything. Took all of the knowledge and just applied it as much as I could had a great summer and then went off my senior year. And then that's when I could have, it went to the point where I had no scholarships to where I almost could have picked wherever I wanted to go to play baseball. I was given this key that truly unlocked all the physical talent that was laying dormant inside of me. And our final category today is we're taking a question that we asked during the all-star moments each and every week. And that question is describe yourself as a leader in one sentence. Here's who you will hear from. Adam Grossman, Jennifer Tombaugh, Matt Capurro, Mika White-Morris, Ed Dodds, Jerry Goff, Hannah Gordon, Oakland McCullough, Sandy Count, Buddy Biancalana, Steve Helmuth, and Sasha Zovanovic. Describe yourself as a leader in one sentence. A point guard that tries to make others better. Hopes to be a servant leadership always delivering excellent results. A leader uh, has to be a motivator. You have to have empathy. You have to be a great listener. 
and um, you have to be able to pull people with you. I believe that each and every one of us has something we do better than anyone else in the world. And my goal is to find that something and pull it forward to allow you to be the best that you can be. So I'm searching for the magic in each person that works for me and looking for opportunities to put that magic on display, not just for their benefit, but also for the benefit of the organizations that I serve. Demanding, but loving. Passionate. Tough, but big hearted. A servant leader. Mindful, empathetic, but hard driving at the same time. I have acceptance and compassion and more love in each moment for myself. And therefore, we've got to give that to each other. I think it's easy to lose sight of what someone is capable of. But I always, I like to always say, treat them as if they're already who they're capable of becoming. I, I led people with dedication and trust. And as a result, they never wanted to let me down. Passionate, loud, apologetic, and positive. And we thank all of those guests for coming on the show this year. I cannot be more appreciative. I know I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again. And I thank you for being part of Keep the Line Moving in Season 1. What an experience it has been. If you can recommend this podcast or fill out reviews, it would be so appreciated. I really can't thank you enough. We are starting Season 2 in early January. I can't wait to see you in episode one of season two. Thank you, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And we will see you soon on Keep the Line Moving. Every week, you hear guests on this podcast talk about some of their biggest leadership challenges. As a leader, you want to make an impact on those you lead and reach your organization's goals while also optimizing your time management. Wherever you are in your leadership journey, we could all use some help. This is what we focus on with our group and individual coaching services. To book a call or get more information, email me directly at chrisg at garganoleadership.com or visit our website at garganoleadership.com. For our podcast and video producer, Jack Radutsky, and our marketing coordinator, Savin Narwhal, have a great week, everybody.